This is the Education Gadfly Show. End of sentence. Agreed. <laughs> right, 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 right. What does Gadfly say? Hello, this is your host, Mike Petrilli of the Thomas P. Fordham Institute here at the Education Gadfly Show and online at edexcellence.net. And now, please join me welcoming my co-host, the Amy Adams of Education Reform, Alyssa Schwank. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm well. Also joining us, Brandon Wright. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Man have a cute name words. for you. This, uh, yeah. So Amy right. Adams stars in the new movie out called Arrival. Uh, Arrival. I really want to see this. Brandon really, has really seen fantastic. It. She has to Super tr- smart too. figure out how to communicate with the aliens. Sort of, yeah. And and it, it's a lot about empathy. And and Alyssa has empathy. Alyssa I, is very empathetic. Sort well, of about time too. Teacher. Yes. Yeah. It's about time. Also about time. And aren't the aliens supposed to be like, they're like octopus kind of things with tentacles? Squid, like, I yeah. feel like you're getting into like the legitimate spoiler territory and I really want to see no this No spoilers yet. Okay. No. Okay. I haven't seen it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I read. Do you read? I read sometimes. I you read know, sometimes. I probably read about three times as many movies as I actually see. I, I mean, I read about oh. a lot. I, I oh, often yeah. read, I like reading reviews of movies. Sure. And then I never actually see them because I have two it's children. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, this time of year, it's hard no matter what with movies because there's so many good movies that suddenly start coming out. And Yes. Okay. Now, I know people don't like us to banter on. <laughs> one more thing. Can I ask a question? What are we going to do about this epidemic in this country? It's the word right. Right. At all the conferences, on TV, everywhere, people say blah, 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 blah. Right? Blah, 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 blah. I've started doing it. It's such a tick. Everybody listen. Start listening. Everybody. Would you rather someone. like have That's us do like, like, like every other sentence? Well, it. Is a lot like that. Anyway. Sorry I about hope that. people out there are feeling it. Uh, that's going to be my next crusade. Fill in words. Fill so, in but words. we shouldn't banter just about that. We need to banter instead about education reform. It is time for our Ed Reform Update. Well, we are going to talk yet again about the election. We're going to keep talking about the election until the cows come home, until something else interesting happens, people. Uh-huh. Uh, it is uh, still big news and much to discuss still. We were, mm-hmm. I think, uh, in, in the shock phase last week. Uh, <laughs> now a week has passed. We are moving into, uh, I don't know, what, what phase are you in now, uh, Alyssa? Yeah. What, what, day, what day did you stop crying? When <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I am considerably better rest, well-rested this yeah. Wednesday than I was after yes. last Wednesday. Yes. Uh, it was a long night last Tuesday. So uh, right now, a lot of names are being thrown around for Secretary of Education. Let me say, I don't think it matters that much because they only need to have one qualification. Can they work a rubber stamp that says approved? Because that's all they're going to be doing for, for the foreseeable future. State plans come in, approved. I mean, that's what we assume. But I think with sort of every policy, we don't exactly know what the administration is going to oh, do. Blah, 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 Brandon. Okay, of course we don't really know, but still it's fun to guess. Sure. It We're is. supposed to be experts. We this put and, our ideas and, uh, out but, there. But, uh, but they've now floated two big names in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Michelle mm-hmm. Rian, even Moskowitz. And the yeah. fact that they're even considering these sort of big reform people yeah. seems to indicate that they don't just want a rubber stamp. Mm. Why would they sort of ask these people to uh, just... Because they're the two people Donald Trump has heard of before. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, Rick Hess does have a nice little roundup of best guesses of mm-hmm. who could potentially fill a conservative Department of Ed. And I mm-hmm. actually, when this was published, I think it was yesterday or Monday, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I just went straight to the list and I was reading it. And I'm like, oof, Mike said something to piss Rick off. Um, but then I reread the actual introduction. And you have been a never-Trumper um, since the beginning. And that's oh, yeah. why. 
course. Uh, you weren't on that list. But Should not be on that list. Was a, that was so list. at the secretary level, though, mm-hmm. uh, it is going to look, I think it should be somebody who can give inspirational speeches about education. No. Uh, I know where you're sorry. No, they, no, look, they Ben, should, ben Carson has already taken himself, out, taking of, himself out, out of the running. Fine. But really, we do not need a wonk in this position. It used to be that we did not have policy wonks at the cabinet level. Mm-hmm. That was something for staff. The cabinet secretary should be a former governor, a politician, you know, maybe a business leader uh, who can go out and give great speeches and use the bully pulpit, especially if, if what we expect, if they end up, if Trump governs on education, at least like a traditional Republican, may or may not, which means... Not like George W. Bush, who was not a traditional Republican on education, you know, but, but go back further in time, more like maybe George H.W. Bush. In other words, not doing a whole lot, right? not expecting to try to lead all education reforms in Washington. Uh, then you need a speech giver. You don't need a wonk. Uh, and you don't need somebody who is so itching to have something to do that they get you into all kinds of knots around, do we believe in federalism or do we not? Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting to like go back to a traditional Republican, you know, idea of the department because we've had only, the Department of Education has only been around since the late 1970s. So we don't have tons and tons of precedent. And I would actually argue the last several administrations, Republican or yeah. Democrat, going back probably through Clinton, like mm-hmm. they have been pretty reforming wonky types. So the template is now yeah. for a reforming yes. wonky type. Yes. All right. So Luke Messer is somebody people talk a lot about. He is mm-hmm. uh a Republican House member from Indiana on the Education Committee, uh, probably in line to chair the Education Committee if he mm-hmm. doesn't do the Education Secretary job. So that could be interesting. Right. Uh, Tony, Tony Bennett, Bennett, also mentioned from Indiana. That would be fun. I'd love that. He was, of course, our Ed Reform Idol winner back in 2011. <laughs> and the judge at our ESSA competition that earlier this year correct. to determine what was legal and not legal. All right, but you want to know who it really is? You're going to hear it here first. It is, this, this is the name nobody has seen yet, and this is who it's going to be. Get ready for it. Secretary Check. Mike Miles. Oh. Mike Miles, former superintendent in Dallas and in Colorado Springs, former military. Uh, again, you know, back to the urban superintendent mold, but uh, has a history of driving teachers' unions crazy, uh, but also strong reform credentials. Uh, keep your eye on him. Keep okay. your eye on that one. Your money is on him? Uh, I don't really have any money, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm saying you heard it here first. That's what I'm saying. Uh, one other thing that we've been certainly interested in is what this all means for some of the policies. ESSA is one of them. We think they're that. John King is going to finalize regulations, even though he really shouldn't, because uh, in my opinion, that may slow things down. Uh, but uh, so S is one thing to watch. Another thing to watch is the Office, office for Civil mm-hmm. Rights. And almost surely on day one, they're going to rescind the guidance, the letters mm-hmm. uh, that were applying disparate impact theory to student discipline rates. In other words, telling mm-hmm. schools that if, if they had uh, differential rates of suspensions and expulsions between different groups of kids, that could be grounds for an investigation and even a finding mm-hmm. that will go away. Move from um, disparate impact to disparate treatment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if that that if somebody complains that they are being treated differently because of their race or gender, et cetera, that will be investigated, and that there could be findings, but not just based on on these data. Uh, but here's my question for you, Lisa. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you've been more supportive of the push for school discipline reform than I have. Mm-hmm. Will do you think that will continue? Let, let's say there's no more federal push on that. Uh, do you think that there's enough organic interest in that that that's going to continue around the country for better or for worse? I do think so. And partly because a lot of that drive is coming from sort of the urban school districts and kind of these big city school districts. And I don't see uh, de Blasio rescinding his position mm-hmm. on uh, discipline in schools. And certainly I think in D.C., which is the district I'm most familiar with because I've worked um, in a charter school in the district, I don't see that momentum for taking a different uh, kind of high expectations but high support approach mm-hmm. to discipline, to school learning necessarily going away. Hey, high expectations so, approach, that'd be great. I'm just worried about it. It's like, hey, you know, we go from zero tolerance to zero tolerance for suspending anybody. Mm-hmm. And then we have disorder and chaos. But you're saying that blue America is going to go for chaos and disorder. I think that they're going to go 
away, continue away from zero tolerance, I don't think it's going to be zero suspensions all over. Um, yeah. At least that would be my hope. Yeah, there I think is it a depends rational. on where you're at. Um, I think there's a real danger that the pendulum is swung too far mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in more areas than just this, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it really sort of depends. I mean, if, 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 if you look at the OCR actions, right, they have a lot uh, of uh, them. You just said it. You said, right? That's it. That's the tick. That's it. Everybody's referring last to my last name. Yeah. It's no, his last that name. Sense. That's hard to. Make sense. Um, uh, they've been taking a lot of actions, which implies that a number of school districts aren't exactly moving away from taking kids out of school for behavioral I problems. Do think, yeah, I do think that the districts to watch will be kind of the larger southern districts. Mm-hmm. Um, your Memphis, your Nashville, your Charlotte, your Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, because those are the states where they've had a lot of rollback on various. Um, Gosh, Brendan, you know what they're called because you're a lawyer. But uh, civil rights, civil rights, yes. There's well, been a lot of I, action there that's been rolled back. So I think that's. I, I am hopeful. Be. I've always said if, if schools or school districts want to do this on their own and they do it thoughtfully, fine. But trying it, but doing it because mm-hmm. the federal government is forcing you to, and then pushing you to play games with your data, not so good. So look, I think this could be very, very healthy. End of sentence. Agreed. <laughs> right. 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 Oh right. All right. right. That's all the time we have for Ed Reform right. Update. Right now, it's time for everyone's favorite Amber's Research Minute. So, Amber, have you noticed that everybody at education conferences, any conference, on TV, elsewhere, is constantly saying, right? <laughs> I don't well, think I really have. This is not something you've noticed? Wait, somebody wait, makes a point, and in the middle of their point, they say, right? You, know, you watch conferences on TV in your spare time. Well, I've been to more than enough of my own conferences in, in So person. they're trying to just kind of get people on, on board with their viewpoint? So they're kind of just trying to get buy-in on their point? Or what Listen for it. Listen Never for it. Oh, That's right. It, it's a tick. Oh, no, no, oh, we have all adopted that. it. We've all adopted it. It's, it's amazing. It's just spread like crazy. And we need to stamp it out. Amber. Oh, okay. As long as people aren't doing, God, what's it called? Robert would actually know. Uh, the like growl in your throat kind of guttural thing oh, that a bunch of teenage girls do. You would want to hear it. You can't unhear it. What you just did there? (laughs) No, no, no. It's like like spinning a looky. No, no, no. no. It's like this. You kind of like drop your voice to kind of. I don't know. I will find examples. I will. Please next week bring bring it back. Yes, people need to know. Not what my husband does in the shower. Sometimes I'm like. (laughs) Did you just spin in the shower? Like, stop it. Anyway, let's edit that part. Let's edit that part out. He listens sometimes. Okay, Amber, what do you have for us? We have a new study out by Calder that examines the impact of teaching assistance on student outcomes. All right, this is kind of cool little topic. Um, they also include healthcare providers, but those data are really messy, and so they're ultimately discounted. So, so teacher assistants. Teacher assistants. Talking about AIDS. Okay, AIDS. Yeah. Teacher AIDS. Yeah. Okay. So data are collected in North Carolina, which uses formulas to allocate positions. They don't use dollars, so they use formulas to allocate positions to local districts, so they have slots for teachers, principal support personnel, et cetera, based on enrollment. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's not, every, not the way everybody does it. Um, so that means they actually are incentivized to hire who they want in terms of teachers, since the state's going to pay them according to their salary schedule. Okay, you know, sometimes we worry that, you know, some people may be hiring newbies versus veterans, mm-hmm. so and so on. Mm-hmm. For teachers' aides, however, the state only provides a certain dollar amount per student to each district. So they limit the number of TA positions a district can hire using state-appropriated money. Okay. And so in the, in the analysis, they actually are able to look at state-funded slots, not district-funded, when they're analyzing school-level changes. So they can sort of rule out the potential impacts that are introduced when you're also funding using district funding. Okay. They're able to sort of, sort of isolate, like, how much we're spending, how much we're, um, you know, paying for these guys federally versus district funding. Okay. I mean, sorry, state funding state. versus district funding. Okay. All that to say that in North Carolina's got a super robust database they can control for a number of student and school and teacher variables that might you know, be getting in the way of, of us being able to measure the impact of these people, okay? So it's really wonky, and they go into all these things that they're doing to try to 
make this as causal as they possibly can in a lead lead credence to their findings. Okay. Uh, They use school level data from 2001 to 2012 for about 1,100 elementary schools, more so when you start talking about um, being able to use test score data. So, anyway, key findings first, descriptively, analysts find that the mean teacher to student ratio is 5.2 teachers per 100 students. For teachers' assistants, it is 2.9 per 100 students. Okay. So, that's not. So, they are not in every classroom. They're not in the regular classroom. Uh, as for impacts, estimates indicate that one additional teaching assistant per 100 students would increase reading scores by 0.009 standard deviation. So that's not a lot. Pretty right? small, right? But we also, when they make the point, you also don't have other teacher assistant studies to compare it to. So it's kind of hard to like put that number in any sort of context. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and there's no impact on math overall. But then they go and look at the subgroup analyses and they, you know, really drill down. And we see this in a lot of studies, right? And when they drill down, they find larger effects from minority students than white students in both reading and math. Okay. Then they look at some other outcomes. They find a 10% increase in teachers reduces the absentee rate by about 0.15 days per year, which is about a 3% decline in the average absentee rate. For teachers? teachers? Okay. Meaning smaller classes? Meaning, no, no, average absentee rate. So mean? if they're smaller classes, teachers are absent less, which right. is probably because they're less apt to get sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is my... But that's teachers, teacher, yeah. but I just gave you that because I wanted to kind of give you the the, the comparable thing for TAs, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, no, shoot, I just left out the TA. Oh, shoot, I just did principals. Sorry, I didn't put the TA. I noticed I just did the principals. Principals had a similar difference in terms of those same numbers that okay. teachers and principals had. TA, eh, what happened? Um, and then the last thing I looked at was um, whether TAs made a difference in curbing tardies. Um, and they actually did. There was a small bump there, but they had no impact on suspension. So they're really trying to sort of say, okay, you know, who are these people? How do they make a difference in terms of these outcomes that we can measure? And they ultimately conclude that, you know, maybe at the elementary level, right, these teachers' assistants could be, you know, adding some value mm-hmm. in terms of being able to, you know, bump up outcomes, particularly for minority kids. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. This is different than what we would usually argue. Yes, we have been concerned about the growth in non-teaching personnel in our schools, which mm-hmm. has been quite enormous, and question whether that has added any value. But you're saying here's maybe it has added some value. At least in this study. And I mean, it's just, it's so hard, right, to study something like this yeah. because you can't, the dollars are what you really got to be looking right. Well, and, and what's the return on investment? Mm-hmm. Is it worth, I mean, these are fairly small impacts. Mm-hmm. Is it worth the investment of, what, fifteen or $20,000 a year plus benefits, probably more than that? Yeah, probably more than that. And so, you know, maybe not versus other strategies, other things you might do with that money. Yeah, pull it, maybe have a reading intervention teacher or something in the school. But Which they're teacher assistants too, aren't they? Or are they? I think it depends on the school. Um, I think they would decode it differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. My sister actually started teaching as a TA in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Um, that's how she became a teacher now. She's a fully fledged teacher, but she was an eight to just one student. So I wonder mm-hmm. if that has an effect as well. Mm-hmm. If they're there for the, whole kid, right. for the whole class or for one student. All right, good yeah. stuff. And for the record... Yeah, Alyssa and I each said right at least once. Three Amber times, said it actually. about five times. <laughs> it is yeah, everywhere, people. Um, There's a new listening game for Education Gadfly. Yes. Uh, no, we shouldn't. Sorry. It's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> it's like the um, you know, when somebody yes. tries to tell you, don't say um, and then what do you want to do? You want to say um five times. Part of me coming check checking things like this out. Okay, that is all the time we've got for this week. Until next week, I'm Alyssa Schwank. And I'm Mike Petrilli of the Thomas B. Fordham Institute, signing off. Right? The Education Gadfly Show is a production of the Thomas B. Fordham Institute, located in Washington, D.C. For more information, visit us online at edexcellence.net.